Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Today we got a big one for you. It's a, it's a doozy. A so it's a big one. What we like to do for the week preview is we like to find all the best schedules. There are so many good schedules this weekend. Like I think it's 22 teams are playing four games. There's definitely distinct teams that have better schedules than others. There's a lot to get to, and we want to touch on all of them. So it's going to kind of be a lightning round. We want to get to as much as we can. First things first, injuries. In Arizona, Darcy Kemper left Wednesday's game against the Ducks with a lower body injury. Connor Garland, late announcement today, but he is day-to-day, is not playing tonight. Buffalo, Jack Eichel, and Linus Olmark. Eichel has been apparently fighting this injury since training camp. It kind of explains a thing or two about why he's been a little underwhelming, maybe. Uh, he was out for Saturday's day game against the Flyers. Skinner and Ristolainen drew back in. Eichel should be good to go for Sunday when this episode drops, so fingers crossed, keep your ear to the ground. Olmark's going to be out a month. And that was noted as a best case scenario. Apparently made like a really tough save against Nico Heischer. Carter Hutton's going to take 1-8. Jonas Johansson is the backup. I am going to be betting against these goalies every single day. Dallas Rupi hints drew back in today. Rakogudis, Crunch King, absolutely shattering the hits record. If this was an 82-game season, I think he's on pace for like close to 450 hits, which just shatters (laughs) the single season record. I think the single season record was like 350 or something, but... Gudis just crunching bodies. Is Kale McCarr out? Yeah, Kale McCarr is out tonight. Yeah, that was a that was a late announcement as well. Good call. Uh, Washington, Alex Ovechkin was a game time decision. He did play in Tampa. Lots of people coming back. Eric Chernak is back in the lineup after blocking a shot against Carolina. Anthony Sorelli is back. The lines are Palat, Point, and Blake Coleman, who we're going to get to. Kalorn, Sorelli, and Stamkos. So I definitely like Sorelli's spot there. Tyler Johnson loses a little bit of relevance. Sorelli, Sorelli, 41% shorthanded goal and two points, I believe. Plays with Stamkos online too. 41%, Anthony Sorelli. He hits, he shoots. I'm going to get to him a little later too. Montreal, Josh Anderson, day to day, lower body injury, not believed to be serious. Pittsburgh, Jason Zucker's injury looks to be on the longer side of day to day. Jerry McCann came back into the lineup. He scored a goal tonight. San Jose, Tomas Hurdle is on the COVID list. Eric Carlson came back from injury tonight in Philly. Voracek, Lindblom, and Lawton have been removed from the COVID-19 list, and Travis Konechny remains. Storylines. Kind of like tying into the injury thing, too. Tarasenko, back practicing on the top line. I reached out to Jim Thomas. He said they did not practice power plays. So I'm curious what happens to Hoffman. There's a good chance that Tarasenko is going to play on their road trip. What do you guys think is going to happen to Hoffman? He's on the third line right now, and in practice, Tarasenko was riding line one. I'm more curious about what's going to happen on that power play. Who gets bumped? Is it Hoffman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, they had been moving things around a bunch. Right now, uh, according to the ever-reliable DFO, Hoffman's already on line two, even before Tarasenko's back. They've put Sunquist up on up on the top line there, which is kind of weird. But I really hope for fantasy's sake that they don't try to run two, two power plays. I got to think that Mike Hoffman's going to do just fine. He's a scorer. And in all honesty, I kind of like a second unit with Kiru and Justin Falk on it, who I think are both, you know, players that you want on your team. Sunquist, he's on that top power play unit right now. But as soon as Tarasenko gets back, he's going to be on that first power play unit. And then really the question is somebody's getting bumped off the bottom unit. And for me, that's Zach Sanford. Oh, it looks like Dylan Larkin's out today too. He's not going to play Saturday or Sunday just to tack on to the 
injury report, man. When is a good time to pick up Vladimir Tarasenko? Yesterday. <laughs> the day ago. before that. He should already be picked up. If he's not picked up in your league, then seriously, go out and get him like right fucking now. Chances are it's too late. Most people have had him the whole year waiting, just waiting for him to come back, sitting on an IR spot in most, most leagues, I think. Not everybody. I got like wildly lucky and got to pick him up just like the other day. Yeah, somebody dropped him like five days before he comes back. It was, it was oh really gosh. strange. Another bit of news coming in. Peter Mrazek is practicing with a stick in his injured right hand for the first time today. I will take it day by day, he says. It depends on how the hand feels, and then we go from there. Maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe it's Thursday next week. Ten days. It's hard to say with these injuries. So Peter Mrazek turning a corner. Next one. Shane Gossespair did not think he would be a storyline this year, but he's in his last two games, he's got, what, 12 shots on goal. He's got three points. A lot of it on the power play. What is going on here? Like, should we be talking about ghosts at this point? <laughs> like, I feel very apprehensive about it. Like, uh, yeah, we're just going to get vilified. No. <laughs> you want to say no, but like getting in on these no. trends early, that's important, right? It's like, is this a trend? Do you see this as a trend? Three points coming from the power play. Like it's power play two, but it's a power play two that has Giroux. I think it's Nolan, Patrick, and Voracek on it, and Gustafsson on the other side. That's not a bad unit, and Philly's been, they've been going 50-50 almost with their power play. He's always been a power play guy, though. Those are also his season totals as well. As <laughs> So, I wouldn't, if you're going to pick him up, be ready to drop him pretty darn quick, because... Absolutely. You know. You know. And I and I like Shay Gossespierre. Like I like him. I wish I wish that he would do better. I remember when he was super crazy viable and just you know diving all over the ice and getting power play points all over the place. But that's just not who he is anymore. And it's hard for me to believe that this is sustainable. Yeah, clearly it's not. Right? I mean, come I on. hope. I hope too, but yeah, I've never wanted to be more wrong in my life, but I doubt I am. It's just like trying to get in on the ground floor or something. I, I'm hoping, you know. Yeah. Then you can know. then you can get it on the ground floor of it. If if you got room, whatever. Uh, last storyline I got here is just the absolute anxiety surrounding Carey Price and and anybody owning him right now. Like, are you guys trying to trade him? Are you dropping him at this point? Are you holding? Montreal is giving up a ton of odd man rushes this year. I, I was looking into Price, and it's just, you know, there's not much going on there. His even strength save percentage is low. He's got an 824 on the penalty kill. He's 5-4-3. and three. Quality starts lowest they've ever been at 42%. Three roast beef sandwiches already. What are you guys telling Carey Price owners? Maybe they're looking at Driegers, Petersons, Quicks, Talbots on their wires, or like even other goalies. Let's just, like, he's been bad. I don't think he's been this bad. What are you guys doing as a Carey Price owner? Hold it. Holding, uh, I don't, I don't want to trade him right now because I believe in Carey Price. You know, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I believe in Carey Price more than, you know, I do a, a, a Chris Treacher, even even though I do like him, especially a Jonathan Quick. I've been down that road before. <laughs> I know what oh, it yeah. gets you. Earlier in the season, they have shown that they can keep games low and shots to a minimum. They're off track right now. You are. You know that that the Canadians are a good team. Mm. They are. They are not doing well now. They have had games where they've given up a lot of shots and given up a lot of goals. But I trust Carey Price, and I'm not selling him right now. I'm not getting shit for him. I'm not getting Jonathan Quick for Carey Price. 
not at the not at the price that I had to spend for him in the draft. Yeah, I don't think you'd get. I think he's worth holding if you got him, kind of thing. But it's tough up here, man. Like I'm looking at having to play Toronto and Edmonton in particular, and that's that's scary right now, man. <laughs> I'm not too high on price, but I also wouldn't be selling him because you'd probably be it'd be a losing a losing sale. Do you mm-hmm. think do you think this is a good buy low opportunity or is this something Carey Price is going to do all year? I'll definitely buy low on Carey Price. If someone else is that fed up with him, I'm willing to take on a Carey Price. Hell, you might even be able to pick him up. This keeps going on. There's some weird weird drops going on. I got uh, Shea Theodore off the wire the other day. What? Well, that's what I'm saying. What like, fucking kind just, of leagues are you in, man? Jesus Christ! Wait for cool, you wait for are cool shit to happen. Your waiver wire is better than my team. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like you picked up to Brinkett, uh, Kubalik. Uh, I think you got Forsberg off the wire. Mm-hmm. Now those, Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore was the only one that was not a listener league. All those other ones were listener leagues. Shea Theodore was in a a fairly standard just league league. It's <laughs> just sitting there for for free. I'm going to need to talk to some of these tacos, man. This is just, this shit ain't going to fly. You just got Panarin off the wire, didn't you? One of yeah. you guys? No, no, he didn't. I didn't know, but somebody dropped him but as he soon was, as the news broke. But he was there. That was, that was a taco move, though. He had IR spots open. It was, but I, I reached out to him. I said, dude, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, I just need to turn over yeah, my absolutely. team. I'm, I'm, I'm fed up, bro. I'm fed up. I'm, I'm just fed turning up, over my team. I, I brought him up to the front office. I, I, I sat him down and said, there's no room for you here. That's right. This will show everybody. <laughs> Dude, but like it's seriously, a sometimes, too. What are you sometimes up to? Richie is good for that. Richie is the kind of friggin' person that will drop every single person on his team and pick up brand new people from the fucking wire just to like prove a point because he's like, fuck these players. Like he <laughs> does that stuff. Yeah, and then he winds up going into the next year with like, you know, Jeff Petrie as a keeper in a keep three. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's good, but he's not a keeper in a keep three. It is fun to have one person like that in the league, though. It's always yeah. good to have people who stir it up. Well, needless to but say, like, somebody used number one waiver wire claim like, for Like he picks people up on the wire, and so you know what I mean. It's not, and he sets his lineup. He like, I don't know. He dropped Panarin for Duclair. <laughs> it's wild. Balls. All right, that's it. That's it for the storylines for me. Carey Price is just somebody like this. Is, starts are so hard to come by, man. Like especially if you're in a minimum start kind of league. You, just weather the storm, man. We had the same conversation at almost the same point last year. Anyway, that that's going to be it for that. Let's get into the week preview here. Games played per day. We're looking at Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as your off nights this week. Monday's got seven games. Tuesday's got eight. So it's like a really evenly distributed week here. So Monday, seven. Tuesday, eight. Wednesday, six. Thursday, ten. Friday, six. Saturday with 12. Sunday with eight. So like there's barely any disparity. There's six games in between the heaviest night and the lightest night this week. Tuesday and Sunday are as close as you can get to an off night without actually being an off night. So it's just a really wild schedule this week. The worst schedules, Detroit, they got, they got two games and they got three games next week. So that's five games through two weeks. Are we dropping Mantha? He has been butt cheeks, dude. But no. cheeks. I've been holding on for so long. No Larkin, no Bertuzzi. You got you gotta lean yes. You gotta lean yes here. If if he is the bottom player on your roster, then you gotta lean yes. Yeah. Sad. The bottom of my roster right now is like Arvidsson, Mantha, uh, Yamamoto, and I am fucking at my wits end with all three of them. 
I digress. Uh, are we are we dropping Larkin, which is not no. as taboo as it once was? I don't no. think so. I'm I'm still keeping him because he's another guy where if I drop Larkin, you're picking him right up as soon as he's available. You'll stash him. There Good. is somebody that will pick him up and stash him in your league. You won't get him back. There's going to be people out there you that are just like that. Just think, you know, that's your problem now. You know. Well, and are we, right are now we just he's ditching a problem. He's day to day now, so you might as well at least IR him for the time being. If you can, yeah, you know, fair enough. I, I, I wouldn't. On to the best schedules here. There are so many, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Twenty-two teams playing four games this week. Six teams that are playing four games with three off nights. That's Vegas, St. Louis, San Jose, Minnesota, Colorado, and Anaheim. Four games, like encompassing all the teams that have four games. It's everybody that was mentioned above with Toronto, who has two off nights. They're the only team that has two. Vancouver, Winnipeg, Tampa, Ottawa, Carolina, Florida, and Calgary with one off night. And then teams that have four games but no off nights. That's Buffalo, Philly, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Nashville, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, and Dallas. A lot of teams are playing four games this week. We're going to talk about all of them. So the team, this is where the lightning round comes into it. This is going to be a doozy. So, I mean, I've got, I've got my whiskey ready. I'm, I'm good to go. I, I don't have shit going on tomorrow. Zach, I think you've got off work. You've been getting into the moonshine. Rod, you got, would you say, a seven-pack? Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing up in Canada? You guys just make seven-packs up there? <laughs> it's like a baker's dozen. You get a free beer when you buy six, drinking. eh? Exactly. It is definitely a BFE, that's for sure. Oh, boy. Big fucking episode. By the way, Jack Campbell. 20 seconds away from a shutout against Edmonton. Brutal. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Not me. When I played Barry today. Without Matthews, too. The, he just got it. So his third career NHL shutout. Anyway, Anaheim. Zach, that's where we're going to lead off, buddy. And that is a team that you drafted in our kind of like team draft that we do. They got the Monday, Wednesday, Friday off nights. They got St. Louis Monday and Wednesday. They got a back-to-back Friday and Saturday against Colorado and I'm curious, before we get off the top, are you interested at all in Ryan Miller and one part of the back-to-back against Colorado? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm with no. you. Yeah, I don't think we no, need to justify because, that one. Uh, either. Don't, we don't even need to be not looking forward to Colorado scores, you know, playing against Ryan Miller. Not going to happen. Uh, that's not not one of the people that I plan on talking about. So let's get to the streamer suggestions. Who do you got? The Ducks really are as bad as you hear. Like everything you hear about, yeah, it's true. They really do suck as bad as everyone thinks they do. There can be some gold that you can find. We're we're about to go Anaheim to the max. You see you see what I did there? Maxime Comtois, please lead it off. Because we're going to be talking about Maxime Comtois Fuck and yeah, Max buddy. Jones. I know. Okay. I'm like super fucking clever, especially when the, when the, uh, the moonshine is flowing. <laughs> Max Jones, two goals in his last two games. But he has had six shots on goal in his first game on the top line, where he had to saw an additional four minutes time on ice. That's big. You know what I mean? A a one-game jump of four minutes, and he had six shots on goal with a goal. Pretty dope. Great for hits. And he's getting top line along with that second power play, even though their power play really, you know, really sucks. I think it's second worst in the league, I believe. But he is good for a stream. Next up, Maxime Comtois. Certainly more steady. As he is, you know, the best player on a shite team. He's the team lead scorer. I believe he is 13 points. Not really kicking it in, but he is the only player that has double-digit points and is also on the top power play. So I got Max and Max. And then also 
kind of want to throw in Cam Fowler there. He is definitely available, and deservedly so, but he has been viable lately for points, which is hard to see continuing, though. It's hard for me to roster any D-man that doesn't at least average a block and a hit, or, or one of the two. He doesn't do either. So he happens to be getting points now, but I don't see that continuing. What about Yanni Hakampah, man? Three and a half hits a game, almost two blocks a game. That's that's solid. I feel like you just wanted to say a hard name. <laughs> I said it. I said it right, too. That's the best part. I'm fairly certain. He's 7% owned. He's banging up and down, dude. Yeah, he's great for that stuff for sure. Dude, Raquel, I, he's not a hot streak. There's, there's no hot streaks to be had in Anaheim. That's like going back to what you're saying. They're bad. And Trevor Zegras, he's fun. So yeah, somebody uh, somebody's gonna pick him up when he gets his first goal, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, Trevor Zegras, I told you." <laughs> he's just fun to own, and you don't really get that in Anaheim nowadays. Raj, I heard some whispers that Jake Vertanen may be getting traded. Shut up for friend up. of the show, Danton Heine. No. Shut up! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a steal. Anyway, let's let's move to Arizona team takes here. Uh, they only got three games, but two of them are off nights. They have four off nights next week, which is why I want to bring him up, because they are going to be a two-week possible hold, getting two off nights this week. They got an L.A. game on Wednesday, and then a back-to-back against Minnesota Friday, Saturday. Back-to-back alert. Are we picking up anti-Ranta versus the Minnesota Wild on Friday or Saturday? Yeah. I might yeah, take I a chance. It. Wild are pretty hot, but I think... They are, they're more than pretty hot, but... You know, back-to-back, I might go for it. I mean, if you need a start, it's always, it's at least worth a swing. It's not like they're playing Colorado or something. So what I would say here is Connor Garland going day-to-day, there might be some people shook out there that, that drop him, that maybe don't hold on. Oh, my. Connor Garland at 71% owned. Just go check. I still like mm-hmm. this guy. He is exciting. Uh, Dvorak, 51%. Who else do you guys like here? Phil Kessel is on fire. I know, dude. I, I wrote his name in all caps, and I felt terrible about it. He's just because I wanted to remind myself, like, swallow your pride. Just bring him up. Eight points in the last seven games. He's leading the leading the team in the last two weeks. The other guys slowed down a little bit, the guys who are more fluky, and he's picking up the slack for the time being. Dude, I think he's got four goals in that eight-game stretch on 11 yeah. shots. Like the shots aren't there. I don't know if he yep. can continue to prop that up, but he is streaking. He's playing really hard too. He looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder rather than down the front of his shirt like normal. A chin on his shoulder. <laughs> but that is Phil Kessel, especially him on the Arizona Coyotes. He is streaky. You know, before he had this good streak, he had four assists in 11 games. So yeah, you're going to get the good, but you're going to get the bad too. Just be aware. Fair enough. I mean, I'm fine with picking up now. Yeah, I mean, pick him up right in the middle. But uh, as soon as he goes cold, I'm dropping him because he's going cold. So I'll tell you what. So there's Phil Kessel with eight points through seven. Clayton Keller with five points through the same seven. But he's got 18 shots on goal. So that's like seven more. Uh, He's only shooting 5.6%. I'm hoping the goals come back. But I want to know, are you guys in favor of Keller or Kessel? Both. Going all in on Arizona. Pick, I'm, pick one. I'm Play more, my game. I'm more in favor of Keller because I think Keller is more sustainable. He's a bigger part of their. He's a bigger part of their gameplay. I would realistically pick Keller. I've had it like uh, three beers. I think 
And uh, I want to like Kessel because it reminds me of hot dogs. It goes great with beer. Uh, Christian Dvorak at 51% is worth checking. Nick Schmaltz, just got to talk about him. He's he's slowing down a bit. He's only got three points in that same seven-game span we keep bringing up. 16 shots, though. Uh, 31%, so a ton more available here. For Bangs, I like Lubushkin. I like Kraus, but outside of that. Next team is Boston for team takes. All I got here is Nick Ritchie. I'm holding on. Like He's got... Uh, Washington twice, Wednesday and Friday, and then New Jersey on like a lightish Sunday. So it's not the best schedule this week or next week, but with two off nights, it's I feel like we got to kind of bring him up. Just want to reinforce, like, are you guys holding Nick Ritchie here? Absolutely. Still only 37% owned. That is bullshit. Yeah, but people like Craig Smith are making me mad. Yeah, those are the kind of guys I would be dropping going into these next two Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. Your Craig Smiths, your Charlie Coyles, your yep. Jake DeBrusques. Later, boys. I can't believe people like Jake DeBrusque is a mirage top to bottom. He get, he goes on the top line. He does nothing. He's on the top power play. He does nothing. People constantly give me shit. He's not actually a real person. He, he sucks. He sucks. He's a phantom Buffalo. The worst team, worst expected goals for team since the Buffalo Sabres. They're bad. <laughs> They're quite bad and they don't score any goals. So I'm wondering is it even worth it? I'm wondering who you came up with here, Raj. They got four games, all the heavy nights. They got New York Rangers three times, and then the New York Islanders on Sunday. As you could imagine, my suggestions don't have a lot to do with scoring. <laughs> I do think there's a couple of buy low options, like through trade. I, I, I'm still not afraid to trade for Hall if someone's totally soured on him. I mean, dude shooting 2%, you know he's going to do better than 2%. But aside from that, for people we can pick up, Reinhardt's only 57, um, so he could be hanging around. Still seven seven goals leading the team, tied with Olofsson, so he's, he's an option. But a couple of randoms you could pick up. Colin Miller, actually, for hits and blocks is not too bad. You know, there's nothing that I'm going to say here that's going to get anyone excited, really. Interesting thing, though, really, that um, you could say is interesting is now they don't have their starting goalie either for a month. Yeah, I like streaming against them, man. Okay, so I said they had the Rangers three times. They have the Islanders three times. So they got the Rangers on Tuesday. Then they got the Islanders Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, that just went downhill. Yeah, that quick. flips my script wanna, something fierce. I don't want to play against the Fighting Barry Trotzes. Oh, man. Yeah, there's really not much to, to hope for in Buffalo. I feel like I know the answer here, but they do have a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. Are you touching either goalie? No. no. Are you interested at all in Curtis Laser being on the top <laughs> line? No. Look, Jeff Skinner so- finally got back into the fucking lineup, though. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, down in the watery depths of the fourth yeah, line. Just no, oh, God. just no. You're on, you're on the fourth line in Buffalo, dude. They wonder Good why for he's you, not Jeff producing. Skinner. They wonder why. They're like, how come you can't score forty goals playing with fucking whoever he's playing with? Jesus Christ! No one. Riley Sheehan. I I think Kruger wants to get fired. <laughs> All right, Raj. What else you got in Buffalo? Not too much, really, man. I mean, stall if it's, you could try, but there's just so little. What I'd be more interested than anybody to stream from there uh, would be maybe trying to trade low on Eichel, maybe Darlene. Because uh, one thing I was thinking about, though, is Darlene has been pretty weak as well. Um, but now Risto's back. Risto isn't really an offensive 
helper, but now he takes all the big defensive minutes, right? Like he munches a lot of minutes, which should theoretically give Darlene a little bit more room to be his offensive self. So maybe you could take a chance on buying low on one of those guys, but I just, I, I can't honestly suggest streaming anyone other than maybe Reinhardt if you could get it. You know, if you're looking at keeper legs or something, maybe like a buy low for next year on someone like Eichel or, or something like that. But I can get behind that. Darlene is turning on the gas. He's got five points in his last eight games, all five on the power play. So there's a little bit of a turning point, hopefully. Uh, next team is Carolina, which I took. They got one off night. They're seeing Florida on Monday, and then they have directly into a back-to-back against Nashville Tuesday, and then they got Detroit Thursday, Florida Sunday. So I really like this schedule, especially if they get to see Bob's for both those Florida games on either. It sucks, but like you know, he hasn't been doing it too well. Apparently, turning a corner. You know, if you look over his last few games, but he's still Bob's right. So. Carolina held to only three goals in their last three versus Tampa. I think they eat. What happened to them? They they're playing uh, the Panthers. So that just went to OT three goals, three, three. So what they have six goals in their last four. Sorry. So anyway, some of the stats might be muted, but I think Martin Nietzsche is, is the way to go. 21%, six points in his last eight, three power play points from power play two, 17 shots on goal through these eight games played. His shots on goal per game had gone up considerably since last year, too. And his time on ice is the best it's ever been, around 17 minutes. He hits a little bit, too. Nino Niederreiter at 61%. Just go check. Same thing for Jordan Stahl. The, the role has slowed down a little bit for Stahl, but he's still hitting. He's still shooting. There's Pims there, too. I just I think he could do well against these matchups this week in, in Detroit, Florida, and Nashville, and then Florida again. So I want to talk about Brett Pesci, dude. Like, don't know why I want to talk about Pesci, but I see him getting picked up a lot. He's tossing some points into the mix. He's good for shots and blocks. I'm wondering, like, you know, in a deep enough league, are you guys starting to get a little curious about Brett Pesci here? Yeah, I don't see why not. Along with, like, the occasional hit and, and more on blocks, he's actually shooting the puck. That's what I mean, um, yeah. So you, you got to dig on that, and they are a goal-scoring team. Brett Pesci is touching the puck in Carolina and then playing as well as they are. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so he's got 10 points on the year. He's got three in his last eight games. So it's not like he's not going to blow you away, but he's got two shots on goal in that span, a little bit over a block a game. Hits aren't there too much, but for a real deep ad, Brad Pesci's worth talking about. Next up, I got Brock McGinn, man, 13%. And this is not for the reason. Like, I'm not saying go pick up Brock McGinn. I'm saying he's not on the top line anymore. Now it's Jesper Fast, who has five points in his last eight games, four in five right now the my issue is that he does not shoot and it's a big issue it's less than a shot a game through these eight games he got two goals in one game they came on two shots but he is getting top line exposure so he's worth bringing up just for that exposure stream the next team alphabetically is colorado i took those guys as well they got three off nights and they have a stellar schedule next week with those four out of four off night schedule so I think it was them and what, uh, Arizona that have that schedule so far. They have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are the off nights against San Jose, San Jose, and Anaheim. And then they got a heavy night against Anaheim on Saturday. So you, you can't really ask for a better off night schedule than San Jose and Anaheim. I want to talk about Andre Burakovsky and why I'm losing interest. He is now on the third line. Burakovsky has gone cold for seven games before he scored a goal against Aiden Hill and the Coyotes. Donskoy isn't much to write about either, 
you know, as he took that top six spot, I'm just saying like Burakowski's kind of just fool's gold at this. Um, I'm looking at Devontae's 50%. He's got three points all at even strength in his last four games, one goal, two assists. He has a hit six blocks through these four games on nine shots. I kind of like this guy as a longer term hold. If we're talking about defensemen here, I got him head and shoulders above Brett Pesci, who was just mentioned. You know, I think he's been really solid. He's playing top pairing with Kale McCarr. I'm wondering what his power play Tom and Ice looked like with Kale McCarr out. Uh, Ryan Graves is my next guy. He's He's got lighter peripherals than he did last year, but I think he's still pretty solid. 30% owned, uh, factored into a Nathan McKinnon goal tonight. He also got a goal last night, too. Okay. So I was on goalie. Fuck yeah. Oh, Jesus. Not good. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, God. The the second goal against Hunter Miska, I was more than happy to, to pick up and glad he did well because he had a shutout going into like, I think it was like a minute and 20 seconds. Oh, something yeah. Like Arizona that. came on strong. They almost had it like 30 seconds left, too. It was, it was close. But I mean, he looked good. Colorado definitely kept the shots down. There's only 18 shots on goal. I believe they're like season low is 15. But they're like... Really good looking in front of the uh, the young goaltender. Yeah, they played tight in front of him, man. Uh, Brandon Saad, back from his wife gave birth and he was there for it. He's got dad strength now. I'm wondering if that is going to factor into anything. Top six time, uh, nothing so far tonight, but he's 16% owned. He's got second power play and he's in the top six. So it's worth mentioning. Bowen Byram has yeah. 14 hits in his last four games. He is 8% owned. He is crunching. So I definitely dig this one. That's what I got from Colorado. Dallas is the next team up, and that is a team take right here. They got four games, all heavy nights. They got Tampa Tuesday, Columbus Thursday, Saturday, and Nashville on Sunday. There is a back-to-back, so I'm curious if you guys are touching Jake Ottinger Saturday, Sunday versus Columbus or Nashville, respectively. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Those are two anemic teams right now, so I'm kind of with Zach right now. I mean, Dallas hasn't looked the best either, but... They got Rupi Hintz back. Radulov's still a ways out, maybe like a week. The lines are in flux, but after how strong they came out, they had to bounce down. But you would take a chance on Ottinger then? Yeah, I would. Ottinger's numbers this year have not been bad. And in fact, they've pretty much been you know far from it. Uh, in his last five games, he only has one game that was you know not so great, and that was against Carolina. So playing against teams that can't score as well, yeah, I'm I'm definitely down. I think that Dallas is in a little slump. We know that they can score goals, and Ottinger is not a bad goalie. He has a two four two goal against average for the year. That's pretty solid. I'm really worried about Luke. And I love picking up goalies. They've lost seven out of their last eight. Yeah, that's that's more realistically a slump that they're going to break out of but you know let's see they've they've really fallen f- quite hard it's not just just a little hiccup at this point raj i'll bet you the game that the game that ottinger plays in whether it's cbj or nashville that he wins it he might win it is it a bet do we got a bet i wouldn't i i got my hand out i'm ready for a handshake well no i don't want to bet i don't want that bet <laughs> ah well damn Let's talk about the streamers here in Dallas. I think Gurionov has been cold as hell. I'm curious what you guys are doing with him at this moment. He's got to be close to the bottom of your roster, especially with this cold streak. Zach, I know you're like, you know, a Gurionov fanboy, so I want to get your take first. Talk people out of it, if you can. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, so I was actually, it's it's odd, because I was thinking about Dennis Gurionov today. I was not thinking about dropping him. 
I'm a little worried. You know, I'm not going to lie. The the shots have gone off a cliff. But I know what Dennis Gurionov could do, and I think that it's a I think that it's a whole team problem. I don't think that it's a Dennis Gurionov problem, and that's kind of what I came to. I think after they get you know things back in order, I think Gurionov is going to do just fine. He's still getting the the time on ice. He's still getting the deployment. It's a team problem, not a Gurionov. Yeah, but. Does this that doesn't matter to the stats though? He got one. Yeah, goal are you going to wait it out or what? He got one goal in February. He is not <laughs> the worst player on my team. I have I have in in almost every one of my teams I have you know people in the IR where you know I probably have at least one or two players that I'm just picking up and and dropping each day in almost every one of my leagues. Is Gurionov one of the drops? Not for me, but maybe that's just me. I have dropped him. I both agree and disagree with you, Zach. It is a team issue, but I think I am going to stream him out. The Dallas Stars are 4 for 23 on the power play, which isn't too bad. They're clicking nowhere near what they were at the beginning of the year. It's like 17%, so it's not terrible. They're scoring just above two goals per game in this 1-4-3 and three just shitty stretch. And they've been playing playing okay teams like they got the Chicago Blackhawks on the end of a heater. They got three games against Florida. They took one, two games against Carolina. But yeah, it, it's a team issue. Like Raj said, they're, they've won one out of their last eight. One guy I am super excited about here is Essel Lindell. He's playing a bumper role on Power Play 2. He's excelled there in the past, which is something that I'm that I'm kind of excited about. He's got nine hits, six blocks, eight shots on goal, and a goal through three games. Those are those are pretty decent stats there. I, I don't mind it. Yeah, they're just not scoring. Yoel Kevaranta, he's got a goal on five shots through his last three. Roddick Foxa, uh, he's hitting a lot, but he, I, th- I would imagine he lost to the, the top-line center spot to Rupe Hintz. Uh, I've been in the, in the uh, mindset of trying to get rid of Stars lately. I think that they were playing a little better than they should have early on, and uh, I have personally dropped Garyanov uh, from two teams just just straight dropped so are you moving away from a joe pavelski then as well yeah i'm looking at a league where i still have joe pavelski i like him i got him off the wire for nothing to begin with so i'm just hanging on to him till he completely dries up he's been fine he's actually been more than fine he's still been good he's the only the only one really that i'd be making any effort to keep at this point yeah stars through their first seven were scoring over four goals a game and now they're down to like 2.12 2.12 it's bound to turn around dallas you know they went to the fucking stanley cup last year so don't know what to tell you uh, next up is edmonton they got two off nights but only three games they got monday wednesday against toronto those are off nights and then they got calgary saturday so i like this one as a good early week stream and their schedule is not too bad next week either they got three off nights and four games adam larson he is just banging up and down over three hits and three blocks a game at 31% owned. If you're in a cats league, you got to own this guy, especially if you like, if those are the areas that you need help in Jesus, he's going to help you. Yeah. He's like, uh, even better than nurse (laughs) and way less owned without the points of course. But man, he's, he's probably the best peripheral guy going right now, actually. I, w- I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Yesapuli RV, 25% owned, top line, occasional top power play time. Like, not enough for me to call him a top power play guy. Like, right now it's Chase on on paper, but Puyarvi on the top line at even strength is worth mentioning. Jujar Kaira, somebody I just got to bring up anytime we talk about Edmonton. Hits are over three a game. 
good pims on average too. I wouldn't count on anything else. I want to know what you guys are doing with Kyler friggin' Yamamoto, who has not even been able to break two shots a game this year. I think he's, what, half point per game at this rate? He's got 11 points in 22 games, so spot on half point per game. Shots are 28 in 22 games. What the fuck are we supposed to do here? Hits and blocks are fine. Replace him with Puliyarvi. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> or Larson. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah. I think the Puliyarvi is definitely playing well right now, and Kyler Yamamoto is, if you're watching those games, he's invisible out there. You you don't see him, you know, getting involved. He he is just invisible. I'm sorry, TJ, but Yams, I think he's dropped. It's old Yams, man. Florida, Zach, this was your team. One off night. They got Carolina on Monday, and then Thursday, Saturday are the heavies against Nashville, and then Carolina again on Sunday. Back-to-back alert. Are we touching Drieger for the Saturday-Sunday Nashville-slash-Carolina bit? Yeah. For sure. I think if Drieger gets Nashville, I would feel a ton more confident about it, but Carolina kind of scares me at this point. I'm still taking Drieger. Yeah, would you? I, I absolutely am. He has four wins in his last five games. In that span, he has a 920 in his last three games alone, 920, 960, 938. Yes, Chris Drieger is a, you know, a, he actually, you know, he's a good goalie. So, yes, I'm I'm picking up even, even against the Carolina because he's going to be – he. He should be owned. His ownership is rising steadily. Like he's almost surpassing Bobrovsky at this rate. Drieger's at 63 on Yahoo and Bobrovsky's 67. So getting close, getting very it's, close. And you and you know exactly how the Panthers defense is. It's not like they're, you know, keeping the shots down where he's only seeing 18, 19 shots yeah. a game. They're not playing one no, style for Drieger. 30, he's you know? seeing 30 plus. It's just so clearly different between the two goalies, too. It's night and day who's a better goalie. And it's wild it's because sad. it's I was, the same defense. I know? was so wrong about Pavrovsky. I, I, it's like the worst thing. So mad at myself. So who are your streamers here? So we're talking about Carter Verhage. He's still available, and we're still talking about him. Shots are, you know, big in these last two games. He has eight shots between his last two games. Uh, he's still seeing that top-line deployment. Alongside uh, Huberdu and Barkov, he's 14 points in 19 games, and you know doesn't have a stretch longer than three games without a point on the entire season. Considering he wasn't doing that the entire time, uh, he like as, as far as he, it's not like he's been dependent on that top line. He's been playing well all season. You know, mixed up throughout between you know anywhere between the first and third lines. Um, everything uh, just screams sustainability to me, um, and I'm thinking that you guys would agree to. Uh, second, I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking Mackenzie Weger, man. The the meager Weger is back, <laughs> um, and he's he's come back like John McClain style. Uh, he has four points in his last five games, and he's been pouring on the hits all year long. Uh, and let's just say he is probably available in your league. So I'm taking Drieger. He should be owned, not just picked up. If he is available, go pick him up. Carter Verhage, if he is available, go pick him up. Mackenzie Weger, if you feel like getting saucy, then then okay. And Gudis, got to talk about Gudis leading the Gudis. league in hits. How many hits does he have tonight? Well, we already Two. talked about Gudis, so I didn't say him. We already talked about him earlier in the early in the show. Got to get him if you need hits, man. Hell yeah. L.A., next team alphabetically. I took them. They got three games with two off nights. 
Uh, they do have that four out of four off night schedule going into next week. So I like this one as a two week hold. They have Arizona Wednesday and then a Friday, Saturday back to back versus St. Louis. How are we feeling about these goalies after two losses to the Minnesota Wild? Are we touching them versus St. Louis Friday or Saturday? Not unless you have to, I don't think. Losing faith that quickly, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I Maybe Peterson. I like Peterson. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a Peterson fan than I am a Quick fan. Me too. Just because Quick has burned me so many times before. Yes, he has. I can't let him, I can't let him keep on doing it. I got to watch it all happen, too. <laughs> Minnesota's on fire. They really are. They're going to go up against St. Louis, so maybe it's not the same deal. You know, you got St. Louis, who just won a Stanley Cup and everything, and you got... The LA Kings, who have not won it recently and not, not been great. Recently. Anyway, you got Peterson at 28% owned with a 931 through 10 games. Um, and he's been he's been seeing the stronger teams, too. If you look at his game log, he's been the one seeing like the, the Colorados and the Vegases. So definitely worth talking about that versus Quick, who's been seeing the not-so-great teams. Streamers here. Alex Afalo got three points in his last four, four points in his last six. Last four, he's got seven shots, having scored on two of them. The minutes are great. They're, he's all points, though, all points. But he does see top line, top power play. So if you're in need of offense, go for follow. Adrian Kepe, I want to talk about him because he got moved to the fourth line, and this is going to lead into the fact that I'm streaming him out. But Velarde has looked really good as 2C, and that's bumped Athanasio over and Kempe down. Velarde is 4% owned. If you're in a deep enough league, He's a long shot on power play too, but he has looked really good. Jeff Carter still shoots a ton. He's got a few points, mm-hmm. three in his last four. Try eligible at 17% owned. He has six points in his last seven. Six yeah, points dude. in his last seven. Carter's back on it, and he's shooting like his, his shot volume's great. So he's worth mentioning, especially if you want somebody that you can hold going into next week where they have four games. All of them are on off nights. So that is going to take us to Minnesota, which actually I have as well. They got three off nights and four games. They see Vegas Monday and Wednesday. Those are two of the off nights. First half of back-to-back Arizona is an off night on Friday. And then they see them again on Saturday. So I want to know, are we touching Kakinen at 41% or Talbot at 46%? Rod, you're already shaking your head yes. What do you say, Zach? Both. Yeah, yeah. I like both. Both. Either. Either. Um, do it. I, I am... I am definitely high on Kakinen. He has certainly paid dividends for me earlier in this uh, season, and I would love to pick him up again. Cam Talbot also playing incredibly well. Until I see, you know, their save percentages going down, then I'll stop. But for now, they're both looking fantastic. Yeah, I'd, I'd want either of them, man. Like, I have good confidence in their defense. I have good confidence in the in the goalies. I'm super curious as to what happens when Staylock comes back, does he stay or does he go lock? Gosh, was it was that bad? Oh my! That was uh... <laughs> anyway. Um, All right, I need yeah, like Kakinen is is playing well. Why would they send him down, right? So he can burn his ELC in Iowa. That's a good point. <laughs> Fuck that, I say. Anyway, that that's a conversation for another time. Kevin Fiala, sixty-one percent. Just go check. Jordan Greenway, fourteen percent. He hits. He gets points. He's on the top line with Joel Eriksson-Eck and Fiala. I'm hoping that that whole line gets going soon because they have kind of slowed down a little bit. Pretty sure they they got a couple of points tonight versus um, what do you call it versus LA. I'm looking at let me see Victor Rask with more fucking points. Yeah, so Fiala and Greenway and Eriksson-Eck all combined for a goal. So that's good news. I want to talk about Matt Zuccarello? Hell yeah. 
This guy's on a 130-point yeah. pace right now. He has <laughs> always been. He's been the most traditional, like, every single year, 55 points. You can fucking set your clock to it. He's doubling his career best numbers at this point, shooting almost 40%. Stream him. I just want you guys to know, like, if you're a Matt Zuccarello owner, try and sell him. His value is not going to go up from here. This is peak <laughs> Matt Zuccarello value. And if you can get somebody to buy even half of his value, do it. You picked him up off the waiver wire. Turn him into something. Don't get attached if you want to stream him, but definitely stream him in because he is on a heater right now with Kaprizov yeah. and Victor Rask, dude. Victor Rask shooting 30% or shooting 40%. Jesus has five points in his last four games tonight. Turned it to five points in his last or six points in his last five. I don't trust it. I don't trust it for a second, but it's happening. No. It is happening. So it's worth mentioning. But they've been doing it all year. They've been scoring goals all year, man. Maybe not Victor Ass. Jesus. Maybe not him. I'm just I'm just talking about You're talking I'm just about the talking wild, about right? Minnesota in general. Yeah. Rask is what? His his career high was like forty some odd points when he was centering uh Jeff Skinner when he was going nuts in Carolina. Oh, I still hate Victor Rask because of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but anyway, like he's he's just he's laying it on thick. Like three points in recent memory were against San Jose, where he played 14 minutes, and then he played almost 15. Had a goal against Anaheim, and then Colorado, he had an assist. L.A., he had an assist. Like I don't know what to think, but he is like kind of a last ditch effort type of stream. That's that's all I got. Or if you're feeling froggy, go for Victor Rask. Marcus Foligno, he bangs. He spends some time in the box. He is 9% owned. That's what I got there. There's a lot going on in Minnesota, which is not not what I thought this year would be. All I will say is Kaprizov for Calder. Fucking Eight dude. points in all. five games, That man. is all. Yeah. That is all. That's so good. Nashville is the next team up on our docket. They got four games. They're all on heavy nights. Carolina Tuesday, Florida Thursday and Saturday, and then they got Dallas on Sunday. So there is a back-to-back here. Saturday, Sunday, you got Pecorino who's playing well. UC Saros, not so much, but they are both available. Are we touching either of them for a Saturday, Sunday versus Florida or Dallas? If you're playing against Bobrovsky, I want to pick up the other goalie. Good, good enough. That's just how it is for me. You still might lose because you're playing against Florida, and you still might lose because you're playing against Dallas. Yeah. If they end up turning it on, that's your that's your only downfall. Uh, but I, I like. Soros and I or Rene, even though Rene did get you know a little fucked up last game. Who do we like as streamers here in Nashville? Oh man, it's so dry in Nashville outside of Forsberg and, and really Michael Granlin's still doing the damn thing, man. Hmm. Here and there, don't I want to talk don't about, about Michael Granlin. I want to talk I about he scored a goal let in me say, last game, did he let not? me say it. Ellie Tolvanen, who is on the top line now, so I brought him up. Earlier this week, I think a couple times. With then, Michael Granlund. With Mikhail Granlund and Philip Forsberg. He's also on the top power play. Ellie Tolvanen, 1% owned top line, top power play. He is just about the only thing clicking on that top power play, too. And him and Forsberg, hopefully, like they're the only ones that, that really look like they want to win. So I think between Tolvanen and Granlund, those are the only two options to me. Matthias Ekholm came back tonight, had a couple goals. I wonder if there's oh, anything yeah, yeah. there. He's 18% on. So that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Doesn't do much. He shoots a lot and scored two goals tonight. So I don't see that happening all the time, but it's worth talking about. New Jersey is the next team. Raj, you took this one, man. They got four games. They're all on the heavy nights. They got New York Tuesday, New York Rangers Thursday, Saturday, and Boston on Sunday. We got a back to back. Are you touching Wedgwood versus the Rangers? 
Or no, sorry, sorry. Saturday into Sunday. So it's home against New York, and then they're at Boston. So it does get a little more interesting. Yeah, the at Boston is not so friendly, but um, they do have the couple against the Rangers, which they've been doing really well against the Rangers even before all this this turmoil. They played them twice and outscored them 9-5 to five in the two games. So they've been high-scoring games. So That would be my Wedgwood game is against the Rangers. Yeah, if he's, in, if he's in there, then for sure. And New Jersey is kind of just a team of streamers at this point, right? Like the top line, Janssen's on the top line, which is a, a thing, maybe. Um, if the other guys get hot, he might be a third wheel, but not, not really. Uh, but Hughes is only 60%, so could check. Palmieri at 55%. I mean, if you could get either of those guys, that's great. Um, but line two, I don't know why it's, it's definitely a gut thing, but I love line two, Zaka, Heischer and Brat. It's hard not to like Zaka. Great Isn't line. he on like a great line? Dude, Zaka's on just an incredible point streak right now. Let's look at it. He is at 15% owned still. So. Yeah. So he's got points in eight straight where he's got 10 points and in his last 11 games, he has 12 points. How yeah, is this guy not hitting people's radar? No, but it's just New Jersey. No one, no one wants New Jersey. But he's great. Um, he sure's back. Except he, for us, he sure did get hit in the face with a puck apparently tonight. It had it couldn't right. finish the game, but uh, I think he just had to get stitched up and should be back. So. Yeah, I think Nico um, Heischer will be fine. Yeah, coach yeah. said he was he, he was he talking did look and everything. Good before he left too. Yeah. Nico Heischer was looking very good. So hopefully that's nothing real. So he's only 29% owned. I'd be looking to grab him. And then we talked about this uh, last week as well, but the defensive situation there, um, Subban is playing respectable. He is playing respectable hockey right now. Um, And it's actually considerable to pick up. What's really strange, New Jersey's running two power plays. With that lineup, maybe they just can't even decide who the best five players are, but they're running a split. (laughs) With uh, Severson and Ty Smith on what they're calling PP1. Uh, but then Subban's on power play two with all the better forwards. It's kind of a weird I'm just going to say, is it, is it just me or do you like the second power play better? Yeah, as, according to what like uh, everyone's got online right now, I think PP2 is actually the better one. Uh, there, yeah, like I said, it's a whole team of streamers. I'm actually fairly curious about all all top six forwards and, and a few of the D right now, but more as like a on the edge on all of those guys. There's nobody there to build the team around or anything like that at this point. That for me is like if you have room on Thursday, Saturday versus New York, those are the heaviest days of the week. I think, what did we say? 10 and 12 games going yeah. on. So there, you might have room. I think the only player that I would add to this is Jesper Bratt, who's got five points in his last six on 17 shots. My boy. That's, that's your boy. Is he back on it since you got the lineup up? Is he back on any power plays? No, Jesper Brack gets no power play time. I I still I'm literally I'm still holding him. <laughs> still am. Still have been. Um, unfortunately, like an idiot, I I dropped Pavel Zaka. I was dumb. I was dumb. But uh, it is what it is. Jesper Brack's still been doing it for me. He's okay. New York Islanders. That's the next team. 
Zach, you drafted them. They got four games all on heavy nights. They got Jersey on Tuesday, Buffalo three times through the rest of the week. Boy, oh boy, does that sound and that's fine. That's why I drafted them. That's why I picked them. That sounds for fine. For those three Buffalo Woo. games. So they got Buffalo Saturday, Sunday. We got to talk about this back-to-back going on Sunday. I would imagine that's the one that Sorokin's going to get. It's got to be a yes, right? Yes. For for me, yes. Raj? Definitely, yes. I'm a little distracted. I just have a, this Alexiak and Maroon fight just came up on my screen right now. Holy nice. Jesus. That's a heavyweight. It is a real gooder. Wow. All right. Who do you like from the island, Zach? First off, I know this guy's highly owned, but I just need to point out how great he's doing, and that is Anders Lee. <laughs> My boy, Anders Lee, TJ. Yeah. He has five goals, two assists his last games, three shots on goal. How many in games? In that span. Uh, you said last, last game? What, what did I say? It sounded like you said last five game. Five goals, two assists in his last seven games. Oh, okay. Did I say that? It sounds. I, say I, that I swear to God, I, I heard so. his last game. I was like, why didn't I hear about this? <laughs> because he's that fantastic. <laughs> One goal, seven points, or one one game, seven points. Uh, but no, like in all seriousness, uh, his shooting percentage, super on par. Team stats are all right in line with steady, sustainable play. And I think he is going to continue to do well, especially this next. I know that he will probably be, you know, owned in your league. But just look, I think it's like 70-something percent around there. 83 and uh, I'm down. But yeah, three shots a game worth a worth a shout out. I'm also looking at Jordan Everly. He is also pretty highly owned uh, in ESPN, but he is only 20% owned in Yahoo. Really only good for points, and I get that. You know, being on the line with Lee and Barzal, if anywhere is going to beget points, it's going to be on the line with Lee and Barzal. Uh, he's also on that uh, first power play, which is in the top half of the league, so I'm down for that. And then uh, to round this out, I got, you know, Ryan Pollock and Noah Dobson. Obviously, one is much more owned than the other, that being Pulak, who is playing pretty well right now. Both are getting top power play time. I'm surprised you haven't brought up JGP. Eight points in his last eight JGP. games with 26 shots on goal. He's, he's what, 41% owned on a hot streak. Looking decent. <laughs> Looking decent. Also playing on the third line with, you know, Leo Komarov. Where he's got eight points in eight games. Uh, former all-star Leo Komarov. I don't see that one sticking. I'm just not, uh, I guess maybe I'm just not a JGP fan. I don't see that one sticking. Do you really? Do you Do you see that one sticking? I'm, I, I'm fine with Three the Three games with against Buffalo. I'm all for it, dude. Like, he had four points I'm in his fine first with the stream, 11 but games. He got drafted way too fucking high this year. Way too high. Who, JGP? Yes. He got drafted? <laughs> I'm, I I know he did in a lot of our leagues. If he got drafted, he got drafted too high. I'll, I'll give you that one. Well, he is good in bangers. So, I, I you know. That's true. I'll give you really that. Really good hits number. So, just another reason to get him on here. But he is on a hot streak. He's got three games against Buffalo. I got to. Can't leave the island without bringing him up. All right. New York Rangers, who are better without Panarin, apparently. Like, they just brought down Boston, which is not what I thought. But yeah, they got they got four games all on the heavy nights. They got Buffalo on Tuesday, then they got New Jersey Thursday, Saturday, Pittsburgh Sunday. We got a back to back Saturday Sunday where they are at New Jersey and at Pittsburgh. Georgiev, what do we think? Let's let's say Georgiev goes against uh, New Jersey. I'm in. That's what I would do. I would do it. Yeah, I guess so too. I guess I'm in too. I mean, right. if if I needed um, a goalie, I'm not I would huge go for on it. I'm not huge on Georgiev, and I actually like New Jersey's scoring abilities, but. 
Yeah, why the hell not? I feel like New York is a different team at this point, too. Like, when when New Jersey was beating up on them, like Raj was talking about, it doesn't feel like the Colin, same Rangers Colin team. Fucking Black- Colin Ugh. Blackwell. Nobody Colin else had the guts to bring Blackwell. him up, except what for me. The, what the hell? I'm going to pat myself <laughs> on the what back. What the hell? You got to pat yourself on the back for Anders Lee. I'm going to pat myself on the back for Ellie Tolvanen and Colin Blackwell. What the hell, Colin Blackwell? I saw that. Colin Blackwell score goal. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy he's uh isn't he on the top power play too which is just fucking nutsy yes yeah yeah he's got he four is. points in his last yes, five on nine shots ryan strome Kreider, who is scoring goals like mad savannah and adam fox and then he got you know colin friggin blackwell on there oh yeah it's ridiculous yeah so Kreider, Kreider's up to 59 percent. i think he's worth checking ryan strome up to 54 uh and pavel buchnevich Finally got a bump, Raj. You're doing the Lord's work. He went up 1%. He's up to 23% owned now. <laughs> I know, right? And he's what? Uh, just Look leading you the go, team. Bud. Just leading the team in points. Not a big thing. Whatever. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't, don't bother picking him up. Um, you don't ever have to talk me into Pavel Bush, name it. Oh, dude. I'm he's like in. point per game. Last five it's or six awesome. games. It's great. It's fucking awesome. You get him in like the fucking 17th round in your draft. Well, like, he's, it's great. He's leading the team now that... Panarin's gone. So I'll give you that well, one. Yes. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That's all I got in New York outside of Georgia. It's about nothing but facts. Zach, you got you got Ottawa coming up here, man. They got four games, one off night. The off night is Montreal. And then they got versus Calgary. Wait, what? I don't know what I wrote here. Okay, so Ottawa is the <laughs> next team. Zach, you drafted these guys. Uh, they got four games. They got one off night. They got Montreal Tuesday. Calgary again Thursday and Saturday. Oh, Monday versus Calgary is the off night. Jesus. I have M-O-N-V Calgary. I'm like, this is about Ottawa. Why is Montreal playing Calgary in my notes here? It's anyway. like a triple threat match like WWE. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so not only does Ottawa have a pretty good schedule Fucking this week, match. they are one of the teams that we want to highlight that has a perfect schedule next week. Four games, four off nights. And they got a back-to-back this week. They're going to be seeing Calgary and Montreal Monday, Tuesday. Are we touching either of the Ottawa goalies? No. Okay. So who no. do you like? Who are the streamers here, man? It's the usual suspects, man. Who's at the top of the list? But I know who's at the top of the list, but I want to hear you say it first. Drake Batherson. Drake fucking Batherson. Streaking again. Drake Batherson. He's 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 hot, 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 dude. Hot, hot, hot. He has four goals and two assists his last four games. Oh, yeah. The time on ice isn't like super fantastic or anything, but he's definitely making the most of it. Drake Batherson looks really good. He is just all over the place. Every game, first power play unit on a third line with Artem Anisimov and Tim Stutzle. Who is also streaking. And, uh, you know, Him and yep. Stutz are making Stutzle magic. Also on my list, you know, he's getting a whole bunch of assists because he's playing with Drake Batherson. Hey, hey. But still, on a heater himself, has a... Little uh, little three assists in, in four games. I'm too, I'm super down. I like that third line. Anisimov, you, hey, you got to wonder, is he maybe going to get into third wheel territory if Stutzla and Batherson are playing this well? Last, you know, I still got to talk about Josh Norris. Same three guys here. It's no coincidence that the same three guys keep popping up and we keep on talking about it. I love it too because, you know, all of, all of these good young players, they just get to go out there and play. They're they're not nothing is expected. They are just learning how to play in the NHL right now. 
And don't bring up Evgeny Dadunov. No. Don't do it. I'm curious. Don't do it. I'm curious, however, is Connor Brown worth mentioning again? In his last seven games, he's got three goals, three assists, 15 shots, not much in the peripheral department, but six points in seven games, the absolute offensive juggernaut that Ottawa has been lately. What's going on here? I think they dropped it tonight against Calgary. Like, they dropped it in serious fashion. 6-3 loss, yeah. Batherson tallied. Stutzla, I think, got in on one of them. They're so good. And, uh, again, another guy who's on this list, way more surprising, though, is Colin White has been really good. He mm-hmm. scored again. He's got three goals in his last two games, and he's he's hitting like possibly the worst number one center in history last year, but he's he's actually okay right now. He's definitely going to disappear. Ryan Johansson has to... entered the chat. He is by <laughs> far the worst line deployment. I'd rather. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, if he was on that third line playing with uh with Baz uh with uh D Bath and uh D-Bath. and Tim Stutzla. <laughs> wow. Hey there. That's what I call him. D Bath. Yeah. All right. Bake Dratherson. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. We got Pittsburgh coming up next for a gang vocal. We got four games, all heavies, three times Philly, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then Boston. They got a back to back Philly and Boston Saturday, Sunday. You got to figure DeSmith is going to get one of those games. I don't know how much I like his chances. Where are you guys at with DeSmith this weekend? No. <laughs> no. Nah. Me neither. Uh, I got Brandon Tanev and Kasperi oh, Kapanen. Love, you, you love Casey DeSmith. What are you talking about, Raj? It's, it's your boy. Don't back out now. <laughs> Roger's Don't eyes, back out now. His eyes Don't you dare so fucking do it. Oh, my God. Don't even start. <laughs> I think you just but, sobered uh, him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Pittsburgh Casey has been DeSmith a give you cramps last better. week? He's giving you leg <laughs> he, cramps. He made Zach have a, a left brain aneurysm. No, I I don't know. I wouldn't rush to pick up to Smith in any form or fashion. But Pittsburgh in general has been way better in the last two weeks than uh, the previous six weeks. That's for sure. What do you guys think about Brandon Tanev and Kasperi Kapanen? They seem to be the the well that we keep going back to. Yeah, man, sixteen percent for Kapanen. I'm I'm in for him for sure. And uh, what do we say? Hits and profile picks, man. You gotta, you go. you gotta be in for for Tanev. Brandon Manev. What about what about a Jared McCann that's playing on a second line with Evgeny Malkin and Brian? Rose? Oh, did they drop Zach Aston Reese down? They did. All right, then maybe and there Jared is something. Jared McCann there. actually also got a goal tonight. Did. with Malkin on the assist. Hmm. All right, there might be something there then. I think that makes it a little bit interesting. If nothing else, I mean, dude, it's worth a stream. If he's playing with Malkin and Rust, I'm in. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man, a couple of shots. He had a hit, a block. He played over 19 minutes tonight. I highly doubt that McCann is is owned even more than a little bit. Where is he at? Let me just yeah, scroll I don't plan down. On looking because... 3%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't mind it. So, you know, tack that one into the uh the well. Raj, you did us all a favor. You took San Jose. They got four games. They got three off nights. <laughs> <laughs> they got Colorado Monday, Wednesday. Do it. Back to back Vegas Friday. And the second half is on that heavy Saturday. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Colorado, Colorado, Vegas. Those are your off nights. San Jose just punching up all year. Uh, they got a back to back. I don't even want to talk about it. I know the answer. So let's just get straight into the streamers here. Who do you dig? Dude, I can't wait to hear Raj talk about Rudolph Spalsers. <laughs> <laughs> who's even who's there? There is. 
there's one there's one guy that I would even remotely think of and it's not who you're thinking of it's Mario Ferraro thanks nice they're playing Colorado and Vegas they're gonna get hammered all week so <laughs> Ferraro's gonna have a lot of blocks that he will to block <laughs> that he will and uh, other than that you know what uh, no that's next a- anyone else like Kane, they're all owned. So, well, I mean, he's don't it. be so all quick, man. Him. Timo Meyer. Oh, come on. Timo Meyer into Jesco Czech territory. You don't need to hold him. Ah. Like, I know he's got that name that's like, oh, I can't drop him. 40% of leagues, he's already been dropped. Just stream him. Just go check. Just go he stream. He could be worth a stream. That's for sure. Take take a look, Raj. Also at Nikolai Nizov. He is I... banging. He's banging. I saw the. Ni- the knee Speaker man. Speaker of bangs, what about a Radim Simic? Shimic, which is the weirdest. Shimic. It's only second <laughs> to Oliver Shillington with a K. Yeah, I don't know if any of those guys, like at least Ferraro gets you enough hits to make it worth a pickup. I think those other guys are <laughs> a one day stream at best. Well, this guy needs. Oh, Nizov, yeah, no, that's oh, 100%. Nizov's got yeah. oh, what, 11 hits in his last five games, so it's it's somewhere. You know, somebody somewhere is in a league deep enough where Nizov needs to be owned. But yeah, let's let's Fair enough. let's put San Jose in the rear view. Seven o'clock game start. Yeah, let's just move along. St. Louis, that's you, Zach. Three off nights, four games. They got Anaheim twice Monday, Wednesday. Those are off nights. Back to back against L.A. on a light Friday and a heavy Saturday. Back to back, we're going to see Billy Huso against L.A. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm well, man. I'm just not so sure. Uh, I'm not totally sold on Billy Huso, but I do think that St. Louis is better than they have been playing lately, and I think that L.A. is not as good as they've been playing lately. That's fair. So as much as I do like, you know, my Dustin Browns and my Jeff Carters, you know, Jeff Carter just got a goal, but he got, you know, a trash goal in garbage time. So that's the only reason that he got those points. Otherwise, he was, you know, held for, for Jack Nada. So I do think that St. Louis is going to pick it back up. So maybe I'm leaning towards yes with Billy Huso. Last time he played L.A., he gave up five goals for an 8.53. The only games that he's won, he actually had an okay game uh, against Anaheim. No surprise there. He only gave up one goal. His other win was a four goals allowed 8.89 game versus Arizona, which you have to imagine St. Louis just came out and murdered. Yeah, like these stats are not encouraging. Uh, also, remember, whenever I say any of these, I'm much more down for ballsy goalie pickups than either Raj or T. Fair, and that's and <laughs> that's a and that's a fact. Yeah, you picked up Miska. Not what I would have done is a fact. Did it work? Yes. You almost yes. picked up Jake Bean again today too, and he he had yeah, a power I play goal. Up Jake Bean. Like you are that, all about these deep bitch. cuts. Dude. I can't believe it. I I got and I got I got mad at myself when I saw that. I was son of a bitch. Got I almost takes, picked up Cal man. Peterson the other friggin' day too. Ugh. Jake Bean, fucking a goal and five assists in his last seven games. Where is this coming from? Fourteen minutes time on ice, one percent owned. Where are you coming from? Okay. Anyway, St. So Louis. Here. Sorry. Get getting back to St. Louis. Getting back to St. Louis. I forgot about Jake Bean. Just thinking about those beans. Beans. I kind of want to go, you know, straight to the third line, man. I'm going to go straight to that third line. We've already talked about Mike Hoffman. I also like who he's playing with, man. Sammy Blay got dropped down to that third line. With Sammy Blay, it's all about hits here. And, uh, you know, he's looking at three a game. But I actually do uh, like the line that he's on just in general. 
For him, it's just bangs. But then you also have Oscar Sundquist, who is decent on hits. But uh, really, I, I think that the Blaze Sundquist Hoffman line is pretty decent. Also, Sundquist is on that top power play right now. Now, we talked about when Tarasenko does come back that Sunday is going to get moved down, which I do think that is going to happen. I, I'm down for that. Uh, I'm down for those two players. But also, Jordan Kiru, we're almost there, guys. Yeah. We're almost there, guys. He is almost 50% owned, <laughs> uh, but he is still under. We got to keep up the good work. We got to keep up good. Start knocking on your fucking family's door like everybody on your block. Tell them about Jordan <laughs> Kiru. He is super, super awesome. And lastly, Justin Falk. He has been pointless in his last... Uh, what, like six games, something like that. So many people might have him either on the chopping block or the trade block. Try to buy low on him because I think that that's what it would be right now. Dude, I'll tell you what, his his bangs have slowed down too. You know, they've they've still slowed down, but they're still great. But they've slowed down from what they were. I hate to say it, but I'm I'm buying low on Justin Falk. Here's something. So Colton Perieko and Jaden Schwartz did not travel with the Blues on their six-game road trip. Apparently, Perieko's got a back injury, and Schwartz it might be it might be long term. So this is coming from Jeremy Rutherford that there's like some concern that Jaden Schwartz could be out longer term. So things are going to change as far as their lineups go. Uh, anyway, okay, so I got Tampa. Coming up next, they got one off night Friday versus Chicago. They got Dallas Tuesday, Chicago on Thursday, and that off night on Friday. And they see him again on Sunday. There is a back-to-back. There's a good chance that Vasilevsky plays fucking both of them. But it is Chicago, so maybe it's McElhaney. I don't trust McElhaney. Not against Chicago, who's been been pretty decent. The streamers they got here, Blake Coleman, top line for the last few games. The hits are there. The shots are there. He had a goal in these three games. The minutes are really good. Blake Coleman, hopefully this is something that sticks because he's he's somebody that I love getting excited about. Uh, Alex Kalorn, a little bit of a point streaker here. The hits are okay. The shots are okay. He's on a second line with Sorelli and Stamkos at 18% owned. He is getting top power play time. And that's not a bad that's not a bad lineup. Like three times Chicago, one time Dallas this week. Uh, Dallas is is reeling and Chicago is Chicago. So, you know, maybe they win, but it's going to be six to five. Anthony Sorelli is back, and he's 41% owned, had a shorthanded goal tonight, and I think he even got an assist too, so two points in his first game. He won't be 41% owned when I wake up tomorrow, I don't think. I like him in face-off leagues, especially in category leagues, because he does chip in for hits. The minutes are there. Shots, not so much, but he does get in on some points. That's that's it. Maybe Andre Palat, just go check. As long as you brought up Anthony Sorelli, then I'm happy. Had to do it. (laughs) Had to do it. Next up's Toronto. That's you, Raj. They got two off nights, Edmonton Monday and Wednesday. And then they got Vancouver, your boys, Thursday, Saturday. They got a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday at Edmonton and at Vancouver. So a little bit of travel. Jack Campbell's back. Do we have faith in him against what I would assume is against Vancouver? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he just he just got a shutout against Edmonton. Yeah, he did, so of yeah. course I have faith in him okay. against Vancouver. All right, good enough. Yeah, I have faith what in the world. Geez. Anybody. You know what? I thought I anybody. I think I forgot to mention at the top of the show Austin Matthews didn't play tonight, but he was like he practiced, he skated, but uh when he gets back, I think they'll probably put Joe Thornton back up to the top line. Like they they move stuff around. I don't imagine tonight's line combos are the same. But uh who do you like here, man? Yeah, well, I mean, we can ignore the basically the top eight players because they're all taken but yeah i mean playing against edmonton i had a couple of of notes i mean it, it, 
the whole North division is is the offense division, right? So it, it's always good to pick up almost anyone on a nightly basis. But going up against Edmonton, um, Mike Smith had a really fantastic return, and the adrenaline's bound to wear off because he's just not that good. And it, they showed that tonight. I think they lost 4 nothing tonight. Just Just beat the crap out of Edmonton. Um, and we all know Vancouver doesn't have a goalie, so lots of opportunities. Um, everyone's going to score. Uh, but as far as like lesser-known guys, that I really like Justin Hall, which mm. not not something I should be saying, but great hits, great blocks, and the the coach loves him, so he's getting lots of playing time. And like I said, anybody on the ice has a chance of getting an assist at any time Fair. in Toronto. So there's always that. Hyman is actually down to the third line tonight. Um, they're running a hyman Mikheyev sort of duo for the moment, and Thornton was up uh, playing up there. But uh, obviously with Matthews out, uh, the lines are a bit tweaky today. But when, when Matthews come back, you, you have to think that they're going to go back to Thornton, Matthews, Marner. Yes. Hyman, sure. Tavares, Nylander. They've been throwing Kerfoot yeah, up there too, man. Nylander is playing out of his friggin' mind right now, but you're not going to be picking him up off of anybody's wire. Uh, no, would, Kerfoot. I'd be, I'd be more than surprised. Kerfoot has been very good as well. You're right. Um, but then the other thing, too, is just like what's going on with the old balls because like Spezza scored again tonight they love to do fun things with Thornton and Spezza and when Simmons was around they're always just throwing them into (laughs) prime positions and he did this like real old school fake slapper that was that was real yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool it was fantastic man and just what I love you can't look at Tom time on ice because I think you know he's probably around nine minutes but Guys like that, they're they're only playing the proper minutes for them, which is a nice thing about that. Those older guys there, hey. and then the one guy like strictly like gut check eye test is Mikheyev, but he's just he's shooting like one percent. He's everywhere. He looks like <laughs> he reminds me of uh, he reminds me of Yannick Hansen in Vancouver, where you're like, how is this guy not scoring forty goals a year? And he's just has like five instead he just never never hits the net or gets blocked or whatever but he sure looks like he's going to break out but that's strictly just from watching him play he doesn't seem to do much on paper i gotta mention joe thornton too 40 percent. i think he'll be top line kind of old balls like you were saying matt zuccarello got a point tonight factored into the overtime goal which looked like it yeah so did so did jordan green hell yeah um, it also looks like well. really, really late. So far late into the OT that it was labeled five minutes. Vancouver, Raj, this is uh, another team you picked. So they got one off night, which is Monday versus Winnipeg. They go straight into the second half of back-to-back again against Winnipeg. Then they got Toronto Thursday and Saturday. Uh, Holt B slash Demko against Winnipeg. What do you think? It's, uh, I mean, it's a crapshoot with the goalies. Um, Demko has been the better goalie as far as how he's been playing, but, I mean, I don't even know if we've won. I can't remember a win in recent <laughs> memory. Um, and it, it's actually neither goalie's fault. You know, doesn't really matter to stats-wise, but the just the, the team doesn't play defense. I wouldn't put any faith. I said that from the beginning of the year. As much as I love the guys, don't put any faith in the goalies their fault or not they just don't bother so outside of danton heinen who do you like streaming from this team i like the new uh 
<laughs> I'll just edit that out. Um, I'm editing. Oh, that's tonight, why. You, that's that's why you wanted to edit tonight, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just for Danton Heinen. That's right. <laughs> just to keep oh, that. In there. You know who I do really, aside from the obvious, because the the good guys are good. There's no question. Um, but Hoglander is listed as yeah. top line now. Exposure stream. And he he looks so good, man. He like. He's hitting. He looks great. Um, you I'd think be JT to... Miller's going to stay on the friggin' third line? Uh, no, he'll be moving to maybe line two and get Vertanen off there. Uh, but Hoglander, uh, regardless, he's he's top six for sure. JT Miller, um, this is off off the the topic of stats and stuff, but he has been a real dinkus this year. He's been really angry a lot. Uh, and it it's, it seems to be bothering people, and now he's down to the third line below Vertanen, even like, uh oh. So we'll see. Um, but as far as guys that you could actually get, I would maybe look at Hoglander. I wouldn't bother with Vertanen. Pearson's always there for as shitty as the team does. He always shoots. He always hits a little bit. I mean, he gets random points, but uh, I think as far as Vancouver goes. We kind of know what everyone does, and and they're not doing it very well, is all. Except Hoglander is a nice surprise. I like Edler for the extras. Myers, what the hell is he doing scoring points, man? Five points in his last seven games, 15 shots, five hits, three blocks. Fucking wild. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, for a minute there, Jordy Ben was on a streak of <laughs> uh, point point per game for two games. Oh boy, <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah. Like they got, like I said, the guys that are worth getting, you can't really get, and uh, uh, unless it's Hoglander, I'm not uh, very interested. And if I'm saying that, you should probably listen. <laughs> Home stretch here. We got three teams left. Vegas. They have four games, three off nights this week. They got Minnesota Monday, Wednesday, then San Jose on a light Friday night, and then they go straight into a heavy Saturday night. I don't know who the backup is. I think it's Oscar Donsk right now. So maybe like I haven't heard a goddamn thing about Leonard whatsoever. So they're at San Jose Friday and Saturday. I might try Donsk there, but you know, there there's a ton of options. I don't know which one I would go for. They have a good schedule next week. They have three off nights and four games. Are you guys even thinking about Donsk here? San Jose is a fine matchup. <laughs> Yes, I want I want things <clears throat> against against San Jose. Sure, why not? I want fucking news about Leonard. That's what I want. Uh, okay, moving into their streamers here, they mixed up their line combos in the last three games. They got Tuck on line one with Stevenson and Stone, Glass with Patches and Smith, Marcheseau with Carlson on line three with Nick Waugh. Carlson is still leading forwards in time and ice through these three games, so don't think too much about this line three deployment. Marcheseau is fifth amongst forwards. Tuck is sixth. So Tuck's on line one, but he's sixth in time on ice. Just basically what I'm getting out of here is don't read he's a sixth man. too much into line combos. Carlson Marcheseau line is actually scoring the most right now. It's weird. They're trying the duos thing, man. Yeah, well, it's Nicholas going everywhere. Roy ain't getting on any of them, that's for sure. <laughs> My lead streamer here is Alex Tuck. He's got four points in his last five, two power play points from power play two. Five hits, eight shots in these four in these five games has looked really good. He's finally getting the top six chance that we all have been just waiting for him to get. You love to see it. I fell in love with this guy 
when he was in Minnesota and he did that shootout goal and he did like the walking while he's skating celebration. You guys will have to see the gif. It's it's stellar. <laughs> he's, he's he looks like a fun dude. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, top line, top power play. If I'm going to feel comfortable about him, he needs to shoot more. I don't feel comfortable with one or less shots a game. It's fucking brutal. William Carlson has five assists, three of which is on the power play in his last five games. Great minutes. The shots are kind of slowing, but he's 40% owned. Give him a look. Alec Martinez, 54% owned. He's contributing offensively, but the peripheral floor is sturdy. Blocks especially, so... Next up is a team take in Washington, unless you guys like anybody else from Vegas. Anybody else worth mentioning? Uh, not really. Haig has been hitting a lot, but not nothing worth picking up, I don't think. I mean, I'm ready to talk about Lars Eller. <laughs> yeah, let's go into Washington and talk about Lars Eller again. Uh, we, might, we might as well. You know what's kind of interesting, though? They have been rolling out a bunch of experimental lines. I don't know if they stuck with them. Evgeny Kuznetsov was like a late injury today, so he was out. But Lars Eller was on the top line for a little bit. They they scrapped that. But tonight, without Kuznetsov, they went back to it. Oshie at the center. But what I want to talk about is Connor Sherry on line one. He's 1% owned. Is this something that interests you guys at all? No. No. For a stream? For a stream, Rob? Yeah, if you want to take a shot. To test out, to test out for one day if you're playing with Alex Ovechkin? I'm down to get lucky. I'd rather have <laughs> Lars Eller. But if, if somebody else snags Lars Eller... Then yeah, I'm down. Eller had a goal today. Why not? It's it's Daniel Sprong that I'm not interested in. For <laughs> Connor Sheary playing with Ovechkin, yeah, I'll take it. It's worth a shot. I mean, if somebody said you you must pick someone from Washington, that might be that might be a thing, but not super hey, stuff. They only got three games. Everybody, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with Cone with gut feelings. I'm a Cancer. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Taurus, so I'm stubborn. Three games. For, for Washington this week. Two of them are on off nights. They got Boston Wednesday, Friday, and then Philly on Sunday. No back-to-backs. I'm, I'm hearing good things about Samsonov as far as like when he's going to return. Uh, but tomorrow, his, uh, his AHL numbers have been uninspiring. So just be careful. Maybe leave him in IR an extra day just to see what he's got. Justin Schultz is worth a look. Uh, Garnet Hathaway if, had a if goal. If Samsonov comes back tomorrow, I, I already plan on picking him up. Go for it. I you know, gonna. don't know how I feel. Gonna, gonna do that's it. Washington. That's that's the spiel. Like Washington's such a redundant one to talk about. There's nobody that's doing better or worse. I mean, I guess Tom Wilson's cold, but he's still hitting. He's not like an offensive juggernaut or anything. But yeah, whatever. Uh, Winnipeg, Zach. This is your team, and this is the one that's gonna it's gonna wrap it up. I don't like wrapping it up though. All I'm right, gonna, so married. Paul Stastny, huh? Available in eighty five percent of leagues. <laughs> Uh, this is this pretty this is pretty much a straight potential thing for me. He's top six on a Winnipeg team that is uh, fed up with duos, luckily, yes, and has a nasty top six. Fucking a, uh, and they're tied for fifth in the league for goals for. You know, he's on that power play. I just feel like Stasny is the prime market for a comeback. So I'm curious, and, and that's where I am here. with PLD on fire on that top line and kind of just knitting everything up into that top six. Do you see? the depth as irrelevant now that PLD is kind of stipend that top six, like cop is pretty much irrelevant. We're not talking about Appleton anymore. There's no Lowry talk anymore. Like what is there to do outside of maybe Josh Morrissey? I didn't bring up I, on, on my notes here. I don't have cop or Lowry on them. I do. However, have Morrissey like you just said. Good enough. 
Yeah, they got they got one off night. It's Vancouver on Monday that leads into uh back to back, I think against Vancouver again on a heavy Tuesday, but then they got Montreal Thursday, Saturday. Laurent Brossois, are we taking him versus Vancouver? <laughs> Roger's shaking yep. his head, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hell didn't yeah. you shut us out I'm, last time? Brutal. I, I, that, that's exactly actually what I have here. Uh, I have that, you know, Laurent Passois is going to, he's going to see a piece of Vancouver. One way or another, he is going to see Vancouver. And with a 935 and a 224 and zero roast beef sandwiches on the year. How many games does he have he is, he is, to be able to get these Arby's? Hey, don't care. All I can do is <laughs> He's go, over. No, no. This is how it is. All I can do is go by the numbers that are there. Fair. Okay? I can't des- I don't decide how many games Laurent Bossois plays, but I do know that the games that he does play, he does well in. That's all I need to know. And if he's going to be playing Vancouver, that's all I need to know. He's going keto. It's quality no backup, man. Good enough. He's actually also a super good-looking dude, by the is way. He? Look up Laurent Laurent Bossois. And uh, the name, it's a, it's a beautiful name as well. Laurent. Yeah, it rolls off the Laurent. tongue. You know who's leading the team in uh, peripherals as of late? Did you oh just God. look him up, TJ? I'm, I'm working on it, but I'm waiting for fucking Raj to say Derek Forbort. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, no? Yeah, he's doing pretty well as well. Yeah, leading the team in blocks. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, actually, he's he's getting oh, 21 minutes a game now. He is quite handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He doesn't look like he'd treat you right, though. You know what mm. I mean? I feel like <laughs> Laurent Bourgeois would be, you know, like, he would tell me that I'm number one, but even I know that that's not true. Always puts his phone <laughs> upside down on the table. Like, like I'm I'm not his Friday. I'm not his Friday. You know what Your I mean? Wednesday. I'm Laurent Bourgeois's Wednesday at best, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe, can't stay. <laughs> Anyway, that is it for an action-packed week preview. I hope you guys made it to the end. BFE! Jesus, yeah, that's a BFE. Big fucking episode, boys. So thanks for sticking in. Thanks for listening. You guys can hop in the Discord. We got Tuesday Trends coming up next, so you guys are more than welcome to pop a couple hot streaks. I already know we're going to be talking about Pavel Zaka, so we have to figure out if Mm, that one is fucking for real. So if you guys got like mailbag questions, just general strategy stuff that you're curious about feel free to hit us up on twitter at fhf hockey hop in the discord talk with like 500 plus fantasy hockey fans uh great dudes so and ladies and if you want to hang out with us and everybody please do discord link is you know on the internet whatever um just ask me for it i don't care dms are open anyway guys we love you and we'll see you next time (laughs) love you love you